It's time for yet another mini-sode from your friends at Too Many Captains. Today is February 28th, which means that the biggest night for movies is just around the corner. On March 12th, all the glitz and glamour will be on display at the 95th Academy Awards. So we wanted to talk you through some of the categories and prepare you for the show. Up first, Maddie G is going to talk about the music. All right. Nominees for Best Original Score are All Quiet on the Western Front, Volker Bartleman, Babylon by Justin Hurwitz, Banshees of Inishirin, Carter Burwell, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Son Lux, and The Fablemans, the legendary John Williams. If I'm picking from what I've seen, I, I've seen all of the, I've seen almost all these films. I would probably go for uh, Carter Burwell's, but I have a feeling that um, that Justin Hurwitz score for uh, Babylon is going to take it this year. He is a favorite of the Academy. So, up next, Johnny D's got cinematography. So I wanted to run down the five nominees. First up is Zegerman, James Friend for All Quiet on the Western Front. Since the Best Pick expansion in 2009, nine of the 13 who won this category were also nominated for visual effects, and eight of those were also nominated for production design. All Quiet is the only contender out of these with all three nominations. Next is Aussie Mandy Walker for Elvis, best known for Hidden Figures. We could see history as no women has ever won this award, and only two have ever been nominated before, Rachel Morrison for Mudbound and Ari Wagner for The Power of the Dog. Then there is a Zwete German in Florian Hofmeister for Tar. Likely the least known, but famed for recent work on Antlers, his camera and lighting is impressive and has the all-important Johnny Dangerous vote. Penultimately, there is Iranian Darius Kanji for Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. This is his second nomination after 1996 Evita, but you might prefer his work on Seven or Midnight in Paris. Lastly, the great one, Englishman Roger Deakins for Empire of Light. Probably already the favorite simply based on his prior work, which is too famous to even mention. And as a reminder, he has a chance to get the turkey and tie three other living men with three of these Oscars. The biggest snubs this year were Chilean Claudio Miranda's work in Top Gun Maverick, or finally an American, Matthew Libatique, Don't Worry Darling. Either were good enough, I think, to take the award. That's enough camera and lighting talk. Let's get to everyone's favorite topic and captain, production design with oh, Matt. What an intro. You're so kind. <laughs> so on the production design front, the five nominees, we've got all some similar films here from what we're already hearing and will hear, but All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and Fablemans. Babylon's the favorite here. Okay. They picked up the Critics' Choice Award. Actually saw that in several articles, even some commentary on Reddit, though not nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. I was just thinking that it has that Oscar element where Hollywood loves movies about classic right. Hollywood. So I would think that that's an area where uh, it's got a, a good good shot. Has anyone seen it yet? I have not. I think that one's still theaters only at this point where in mid-February. Or if you want to rent it for $20. Oh, you can? Okay. Well, I haven't done that. 
That's, that yeah, sounds like a money, Chris, thing to do. <laughs> right. All right. Well, speaking of money, Chris, tell us about uh, some of the best director nominees. All right. So we have Todd Field for Tar, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, <laughs> Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Ed Sheeran. And then Daniel Kwan and Daniel, the two D's, double D, <laughs> Kwan and Shiner for everything, everywhere, all at once. You know, I, you got the Spielberg guy in there. He's an up and comer. Yeah. I think, you know, he might have a good shot. I feel like I haven't seen the Ed Sheeran movie. I haven't seen Triangles of Sadness. and I haven't seen the Fablemans. But I think from a best picture standpoint, you know, I think everything everywhere all at once is kind of the favorite. I feel like maybe they might be the ones to beat. Do you know how many times in or can you look the best picture and best director haven't lined up like since that expansion in 2009? This category, I feel like has been most impacted by that change of expanding the categories because it's usually 9 or 10 best picture nominees, sometimes 8, but only five of them are going to get best directing nominations. And then it's super weird to me. I don't know if it's happened. It didn't happen this year, but if somebody were to get nominated for best director and they weren't one of the (laughs) nine best picture nominees. I was thinking about that too, about the concept of having best picture and then best director. And then they don't. So the Oscars was expanded in 2009. Right. There have been six instances of a split best picture since then. I think that you also probably have, there's a potential for, you know, people, people not liking a director Mm -hmm. versus they'll Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, this is a great movie, but have an issue with him on a personal level as a a person. So, all right. So who do you guys got for best supporting actor? Who, who do you like? Who do you hope wins or think should win? I'm kind of curious how much, and this will be another theme is like how much of a feel good do people want Mm -hmm. because he is one of the top people that probably is like a feel good pick where everybody will be excited if he wins. I think he deserves it. And that's who I want to see win it for the guy in Causeway. No, uh, key Kwan for E E everything. E E A A O. (laughs) I thought you said Brian Thee. Sorry. Okay. Tyree. Um, Tyree. Tyree. It's tough. He'll get one eventually, though. I not only think that Ki He Kwan should win, I think he should take over the Indiana Jones role. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> nice. One of the interesting things, and it's very you know Jonathan Majors esque, where he gets to play the same character multiple different ways. Oh and yeah, I think that's pretty. That's a pretty cool acting feat to be the tuxedo guy and and then also be the assassin-ish not really assassin but the scientist who can fight you Mm -hmm. know and knows knows everything as well as the somewhat bumbling husband right and i think that really takes a lot of range it's acting right yeah i think he'll win as well i I, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if brendan gleason won though all right let's move on to uh supporting actress what do you guys got there so i hope 
the Jamie Lee Curtis wins because I really enjoyed that character. Yeah. And I think it's her first time she's ever been nominated. I think some people have said that that might be kind of a lifetime people looking at the total body of her work and really well, wanting to honor her. That that character though was really enjoyable it and is. hilarious and just compare it when you compare it to the last Halloween movie. Oh yeah. The acting and everything <laughs> everywhere all at once was way better. Sure. And I, you know, I think her Stephanie probably could, could potentially win. I, I haven't seen the other, I saw Angela Bassett, but Wakanda forever. I don't know. It was my least favorite. I think Wakanda. she might be the favorite actually. Yeah. Bassett. She is by far. No, at least no. with the, with the bookies. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right, guys, I went out on a limb because I said, you can pick your bet, your favorite performance. That's not nominated. And mine was Janelle Monet for glass onion. I thought her playing those two very different roles of the twin sisters in what was in some ways, the most entertaining flick of the year should have been recognized. And I would have liked to see her win. Yeah, she was really good in Glass Onion. I'll agree with you on that. Do you think she would fit firmly in the supporting instead of... Yeah, I think they would definitely say that the lead was... What's his face? Bond. (laughs) Jim Bond. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to Best Lead Actor. Who you got? I haven't seen most of these movies. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think Austin Butler did amazing at Elvis. Yeah. I know that when we watched Elvis, that's what you and movie Ashley were uh, both saying that you thought he deserved it. And I know that the Academy loves best actors who are playing a real life person. I mean, you know what a speech is going to be, right? If he wins. No, you You, tell us. You don't. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) He's just going to walk off. It's that. That's going to be it. it. So it's interesting if I'm looking at this right, only two of the actors are in films nominated for Best Picture, Colin Farrell and Austin Butler. I've got Colin Farrell. I really like the way he, he plays a, a very different and uh, vulnerable character in Banshees, and I wouldn't mind seeing him win. I'll agree. He's, he's my pick as well. Vegas has Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser, Fraser yeah. as the front runner currently. He's another one of the, you know, people want to see him win anyway. So they're like, oh, this is the guy you want to see win versus. Right. And I haven't seen the whale. So I, it's hard for me to say that, you know, it does not deserving, but. Right. That's, that's yet another one that's not available yet. Unless you want to, I think it's money still it 20 bucks to rent. <laughs> unless you got money to throw away. <laughs> All right. Last acting lead actress. Is anybody not going with Michelle Yeoh? Uh, I'm going with Kate Blanchett. Okay. I I, I think it's between I those do, two. I do like Michelle Yeoh, and I it wouldn't hurt my feelings if she won, but I really like Tar, and I really God. thought that uh, Kate Blanchett did fantastic. I want Movie Matt to watch Tar. No, <laughs> I watched the trailer. That's probably as How, far as on I'm a scale guess. of one to ten. Maddie G, what do you have? How much do you think you'd love it? 11. Uh, negative 11. Oh, negative 11. Wow. <laughs> I, my first negative captain. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't disagree. She's amazing in tar, but I do feel like we've been a little bit Kate Blanchett heavy in recent years. I mean, she just seems to get a nomination every year. And 
I kind of feel like Michelle Yeoh has been underappreciated for a long time, and I think this is a career-defining role. So I'll agree with that. I would love to see her win too. I'll also say that I cared about what ha- you know Michelle Yeoh's character, whereas Kate Blanchett's, I just I didn't really care. Yeah, <laughs> she could have jumped off a building. I've been like, okay, that's how that end. Okay, I think if I was going to put money on who's going to have more nominations in the next five years, I don't think it'd even be close. So, money would it make any difference if if uh, Lydia Tarr wrote a song for you on the accordion? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. What do you guys think about Best Picture? What do you want to see happen? Top Gun, all the way. I want to see a fight. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just hoping for some uh, on screen drama. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, at the award show itself. Different announcements. I, I want to see <laughs> Tina Fey have to do like uh, channel her 30 rock character and be like, well, we got to get, we got this run wrong. I'm hoping for something like that. I don't think we'll ever see that again, but <laughs> probably not. I, I, I haven't seen all of them. I think there's several sleepers here. Probably Elvis could pull. I don't think it's going to be top gun. I don't think it's going to be avatar. I don't think it'll be tar triangle of sadness, which I've watched part of. I could see that being a sleeper. Man, I can't, I can't imagine it does just because it has so few nominations, you know, it's a weird category that you've got so many films split in the vote. Yeah. That's why I could see it as a sleeper. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I hope it will be. And I think it will be everything just because it's the most different and yet the critics seem to get it. And that doesn't happen very often. So, well, you're probably right. If you took that one out of the picture, what would you go to next? Banshees. Agree. However, it's kind of funny movie, Matt. Top Gun Maverick is actually third. Yeah. In the odds for best picture. I think the the diversity of the, of the field does make that uh, kind of an outsider shot. I, I think everything everywhere should win it, but I haven't seen a lot of the other movies. I've only seen Elvis and everything everywhere at once, Avatar, Maverick, and Tar. Top Gun is shockingly quite good. It is. Yeah. It's, it I is. Mean, it's, you put this to the public, Top Gun Maverick is the best movie. In if, terms of just if you're going to ask likeability. thumbs up, thumbs down to yeah. any random person on the street, yeah. I think you're right. So many people want to go see that. It got people to go back to the movies and nothing yeah. else could. Yep. All right. We'll create a new award. <laughs> the movie that saved the industry. The People's <laughs> Choice Award. How about the People's the, Choice? Wait a minute. Yeah, the, have one of those. Don't yeah, the like Tom that. Cruise Award. And that's another mini episode in the books. You can find us on moviepodcast.com as well as Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe, write a review, or post a link to the episode on your social media. It really does help. We will be back with another deep dive next week. And thanks for listening.